Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I'm joined once again by Derek from college. What's up, Derek? Once again, I'm back. I'm like I'm like a bad cold. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Zach DeMundo. What's up, Derek? How's it going? <laughs> That's how you'd qualify our friendship, right? A bad cold. You just can't get rid of me. Basically, I mean. <laughs> What's the uh, the line from High Fidelity where he's talking about Jack Black and the other guy? And he's like, they're not employed here. They just started showing up for work every day. <laughs> yeah. That was six years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. They don't They don't make movies like that anymore. They really don't. It's uh, a lost. Uh, it's a lost style for sure. Yeah, like the sort it's of the not- low budget kind of just comedy film that isn't like yeah. a high concept. It's just kind of like a slice of life kind of movie. Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Like you're talking slice of life. Although I feel like that was more of a. Um, it was very of the '90s. Yeah, I think so. You know, like slice of life comedies and just slice of life movies are very of the '90s. You know, like let's yeah. check out this weird random chick who goes to coffee shops <laughs> and has short hair and lives in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although a week uh, out of her life. Yeah, <laughs> with with streaming, uh, with the proliferation of, I think that's the right word. Proliferation we'll of go with it. Yeah, of streaming. Uh, I think we might be seeing a return to like uh, medium budget movies. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very excited about. Um, I need to watch. Um, I'm really excited to watch Little Things, the Denzel Washington yeah. Rami Malek um, movie. Have you heard or seen reviews for that movie yet? No, I have not. They are not encouraging. Mm. I did a little digging online. My buddy Nick uh, was hit me up last night. He was like, "Have you seen the Little Things?" I was like, "Is that that new Denzel Jared Leto movie?" He's like, "Yep." It's like, mm-hmm. "No, I haven't." Is it? Like, I've wanted to. It seems like it's great. He's like, "Oh no, it's it. It was bad." I was like, "Oh." Really? Because, like, I was just shocked because it's like you look at the cast is stacked. I know. Like, how could it not be good? I know. So now I have to watch it and see what everybody's talking about. Exactly. <laughs> like, why is it not good? Yeah. Um. But I, I hopefully, even if this one isn't good, like, I I hope that like this me. I hope we do get more of the like the middle of the road budget movies because I, I miss that yeah. kind of like. You know, like a good cop drama, or like like still a like oh, good yeah. mystery movie. Like they don't really make those anymore. I would like a good cop drama where the cop is not a borderline superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sick you of know? those. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, he's basically Batman, but without the cape and the cowl. I'm like, no, I don't know. I have Batman for that reason. Mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need a plain clothes Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Like, um, we're good. You're offering us products and services that we don't want and or need. Like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I think middle, I think middle of the road, middle budget movies are going to be. It's going to be fun to kind of see them return, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like you have to be. I feel like, obviously, when you have all of the money in the world, mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I feel like it. I feel like it's one of those things where <sighs> you kind of don't have to rely on creativity as much. Yeah, you know? that's true. Because there, but there's no budget constraint. It's like here's your budget. Okay, how big is my budget? Five billion dollars. Oh, <laughs> so I can do whatever you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you know. And I feel like middle of the road kind of stuff where you play in that that area, it forces you to be creative and problem solving to tell the story that you want to tell and achieve mm-hmm. sort of the goal that you need to achieve. I mean, you know, it's kind of like what we're you know what we were used to doing student films. You know, like you just you get you have to get wildly creative. 
to True. problem solve, you know, yeah. and to figure out how to tell your story when that story is too expensive. hundred <laughs> percent. Which was always my problem. Yeah, which is why it always amazes me when Pixar or Disney puts out a movie that's good because it's like they there's zero incentive for them to keep putting out right. good movies. Exactly. With their branding and their family friendly atmosphere yeah. that they generate. It's like they have no reason to create any good. They could create the schlockiest, mm-hmm. most awful just thing you've ever seen on the screen, and they would still rake in yeah. millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Case in point. Every new Disney Channel thing, every (laughs) single one. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you had a half-boiled concept, and you just, yep, we just put it on the screen. Like, oh, oh, did you? How long did you take to plan this? I don't know, five minutes. Oh, (laughs) then you just cast it and made it. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. Man, just shooting from the hip, the Disney (laughs) Channel way. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Um, but spe- I mean, speaking of Disney, we are here to do our uh, our uh, bi episodic review, uh, walk through, talk through of Wandavision. May I, before we get to it? Sure. There's a please. piece of movie news as please. we usually talk about at the top of the episodes. Please. That I'm very excited about. Yeah. So, rumor around the rumor mill is that Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. is in talks. To be in a Martin Scorsese directed movie about the first known Ameri- the first acknowledged American serial killer, H. H. Holmes. Mm. And I am very excited about that. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Uh for those of you who don't know who H. H. Holmes is. That's me. I'm the I'm those oh, of, of you. You are those you are those person. <laughs> yeah. Um so H. H. Holmes was uh he's he was active in er, like uh mid to late uh 1800s America. Okay. Um he was he died in eighteen ninety six and he was Herman Webster Mudgett is his name. Ah. And he is known most, uh, if anybody's out there, if anybody out there is actually interested in reading more, uh, the book "The Devil in the White City" is the book that I've read before, and okay. it's the it's the go to one that everybody talks about. Okay, but um, it's the most. It just has all the pieces that you need to kind of figure out some that are a little bit more, you know, the graphic stuff as well, but the details <laughs> yeah. and all that. Uh, yeah, "Devil in the White City," but he is famous because he was active during the time of Jack the Ripper, and there's a bunch of people out there that think it was the same person. It wasn't. But mm-hmm. there's some people, some conspiracy people, and some money grabbing people out there that think it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is famous for creating. Um, how best to describe this? During the World's Fair in Chicago, he created a murder castle. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, well, Asan, I'm glad you asked. So, a murder <laughs> castle is he built this entire building, and from the basically the basement up and on the uh-huh. ground floor was his pharmacy. He was known for causing for committing fraud, fraudulent with pharmacies, insurance scams, like all that oh, kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but what happened is, so there's a basement below and we'll get to what's down in the basement in a second. Oh, okay. Um, it's never good. Kids, <laughs> yeah. It's never good. Um, <laughs> but the, the hotel that he had on top, the three stories that he had on top were it was piecemeal construction together that he would take these contractors, claim they did a bad job, bilk them out of their money. So he never had one person working on the same 
like the house at the same time oh, okay. or the whole project. So no one mm-hmm. really knows exactly how it got completely assembled, but it was assembled by a bunch of different people and he was the architect for it. And in this castle, this is what he called it, and I'm mm-hmm. putting air quotes around it, um, <laughs> there were rooms that were airtight when the door was shut that he could lock from the outside and pump you full of gas and then put you in a grease chute which you go down into the basement where there would be an incinerator and dissection tables and Mm. all sorts of stuff and so he is he confessed to 27 murders but was only convicted of one ah and so that would be the character that uh robert pattinson would be playing and um that's crazy just very excited for it. I especially. think I think um, uh, one of the seasons of American Horror Story might be loosely based on this guy. The, oh yeah, the hotel se- uh, season with the one with Lady oh, Gaga. Maybe. Oh, maybe I'm not super familiar. I watched the first season of American Horror Story mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah, and just decided that it was not for me. <laughs> no, that's very easy to do. It's Ryan Murphy, and his stuff is very yeah. divisive yeah. and specific. It's like. <laughs> horror for people that are like i like horror and i'm like okay what well, what what kind of stuff do you like they're like oh scary movies and i'm like <laughs> okay well what kind of scary movies oh i don't know i just like scary things You're it's like oh it's like so, it's it's uh it's it's uh it's a horror it's horror tv for people who shop at h&m <laughs> that is an excellent way an excellent way to describe it because I've had conversations with people like I like horror and I like the horror that people look at me and to go, you should be on a watch list. And you're like, mm-hmm. I probably already am. Yeah. Um, several, but, uh, those are the people that go, I like horror. And I go, Oh really? What's your favorite? They're like American horror story. And I go, Oh, mm, we don't have anything to talk about and <laughs> nothing against if you're out there listening and nothing against you. If you like American horror story, we all like what we like. Mm-hmm. But they're very, I, I mean, I like American horror story. Oh, do some, you? some of the seasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, it, it still is exactly how I described it though. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's one of those, and I'm not disparaging anybody that likes it. We yeah. all like what we like. Sahara is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> I fully admit and know what that means, right? Like the hate and vitriol I should receive for it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I know. Um, but like if you if you like American Horror Story, there's nothing against it. I right. like what you like. But I have come across not all people that like American Horror Story, but there are a few that have come across that like come like try to purport themselves as big horror heads. Yeah, and oh, then when I'm for like, well, sure. what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing? And like American Horror Story, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 can't yeah. uh, can't talk. Well, do you have you? Well, what kind of movies do you like? Martyrs yeah. that was banned in six countries. Yes, I know. It's yeah. a very good horror film. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so. It yeah, it's just funny, but um, but yeah, so that would be interesting. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna have to look into that season of American yeah. Horror Story for sure and just see with the, the the comparisons. But yes, that was a piece of movie news that came out this week that I was cool. super excited about, and I don't always lead with that, but I was like, I gotta share it because I think it's gonna be amazing with Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally supposed to play H. H. Holmes, mm. um, and then they got. See, Robert I don't think Pattinson. that I don't think that would work. Really, Why I not? think I think DiCaprio is too. I think, well, it depends on the movie they're trying to write or they're trying to make because right. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is too. He's too charming. Oh, that's the thing about H. H. Holmes, though. He's not some like creepy miser mm-hmm. dude. He would literally he would le- he left a string of women around that he married mm-hmm. 
because he was he would blow in from the big city and he would always spend his money and wear his mm. money on his person. So fancy suits, okay. like dressed to the nine. So he'd blow into these small towns like, oh, man, a fella from the big city. And he's like, mm-hmm. let me take you away. It's like, well, I've, OK, stranger. Mm, OK, that makes sense. And then sense. he'd just leave them at a train stop somewhere after he like got all their money. <laughs> so he's this wildly charming also just monster of a human being and if you guys are out there and you're you want like a quick primer um not to throw traffic to another podcast but mm-hmm. i only do this because they do their research really oh, well please uh, do last, last podcast on the left which mm-hmm. is if you haven't figured out now yet listeners it's my favorite podcast of all time <laughs> um but they do an amazing breakdown an amazing like multiple episode series on hh Holmes. so if you're if you're not willing to dedicate yourself to listening to reading an entire book about it um, which I get that, totally get it. Uh, but if you're not willing to dedicate the time or have the time to dedicate to reading a whole book about it, go listen to last podcast on the left, the H.H. Holmes episodes. Uh, the Marcus does an amazing, his research is absolutely out of the, out of the park. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Uh, speaking of Robert Pattinson, um, it's crazy like how good of an actor he is. And uh, you, I mean, you would never know it by watching Twilight. But the funny thing is about Twilight. Or Harry Potter. Yeah, or he's he, he's in Harry Potter. He's in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, yeah, he dies. So who is he in Goblet of Fire? For, is that which he, one is Cedric that? Cedric Diggory, man. Which which movie is that in that's the series? The one, that's the one with the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> no, which number though? <laughs> it's number four. Oh, I haven't gotten to one, that one yet. It's the one that everybody tells you is like, that's when it gets good. And you're like, no, nah, dog, that's not how that happens. All right. I'm going to have to nah, I'm have to start watching the Harry Potter movies again. I, I stopped part, after the third one. I need to continue. Watch the fourth one. Okay. I feel like we should just have a side series for this podcast where it's like Derek and Asan talk about how, why Asan hates Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but yeah, he has, a, he has a role in it, Cedric Diggory. Um, it's not major, but it's there. So gotcha. And it was his role that he had before Twilight. So, okay. Yeah. He, um, it's crazy. Like, I think, um, he, I think Twilight is probably like as a business decision was like probably the best move he could have made because those like, you like people are always like, Oh, like I hear people give him compliments and stuff online. It's like, Oh, he's, gone from edward from twilight to being able to have such a good career but like the reason he's able to do all the roles he's gotten now is because he was in twilight oh yeah <laughs> like well, I, he is now I, a movie star because of twilight you know what i mean oh, totally like i will fully admit that i was one of the dudes that dogged on him for being edward and the sparkly first mm-hmm. of all listeners it's not vampires in that book that violates every rule of a vampire yeah ever yeah um Sorry, it's just not. Call him a different creature. Just, just don't call him vampire. It's not, it's not Stragoy. It's not the vampire. Like, it's just not. Yeah. Like, um, but, uh, but what I will say is, yeah, I dogged on him initially because yeah. I was like, oh, look at this guy. Whatever. Fuck it. We're calling. But, you know, now I just go, like, we're, we're talking. I'm like, yeah, no, good job on you. Like, yeah. you got in. You made some movies. You only had to barely show up and be a warm body and just look at <laughs> well, the camera. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, thank um, you. <laughs> you just had to be an ancient pedophile yeah. and um, you know, stare longingly into another person who barely showed up to deliver a performance mm-hmm. in their eyes. And then it's funny watching Twilight, watching everyone around those two. Yeah. 
do the acting and then they're just kind of like i'm like here which i massively respect because the amount of money that he they received from that franchise allowed him to just disappear for a couple of years and then slowly rebuild it. We'll, we'll re quotes, rebuild his career. Yeah. But build his cachet back up in these amazing, with these amazing performances. Yeah. And it's kind of given him the leeway to like do a bunch of independent films that like, if he hadn't, you know, if he didn't have twilight money to fall back on, he probably it wouldn't have made sense financially for him oh. to do them. Totally. But because he's rolling in it from Twilight, <laughs> uh, he can do movies like Absolutely. Good Time and the movies that like he's done in the interim that have been like really good stellar performances, but have been smaller movies like Lighthouse and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like someone went back in time and looked at him and was like, you need to take this franchise. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. It's like, if you take this franchise and slowly rebuild your career, you can be Batman. Yeah. It's like, like if I, someone came to me and said that, like, if you make this decision that you're not really sure on, you could be Batman. Mm -hmm. You're like, done. At, yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, where do, do I sign in blood? Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly heaven, i want to be batman um someone on i think it was on instagram or twitter one of those um someone made like a a highlight reel sort of speak of like the last three really good robert pattinson performances so there was like a scene from um the devil all the time that netflix movie he did with tom holland yes. there was a scene from the movie good time that he did with the the safety brothers who did uncut gems as well um, and then there was a performance from him from the lighthouse and they were all very distinct accents, like very distinct emotional performances. And they were, and it's like, it's like, man, this guy's really good at acting. He's so good. Yeah. He's so yeah. good. I used to make fun of him nonstop yeah. all the time. Fully yeah. admit it. I was wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. Yeah. No, he's, he's really good. I'm excited to see his Batman. I think it's gonna be good. Um, oh, it's gonna be. Uh, but speaking of which, so we, we just have brought up um, Leonardo DiCaprio because he almost was cast as this guy. And then we have uh, Robert Pattinson. So Robert Pattinson's been cast as Batman. Who would you cast Leonardo DiCaprio as in, in a superhero universe world? Either Marvel, DC. Was not prepared for this because I think Leonardo DiCaprio will eventually be show up in either a Marvel or a DC movie as somebody. You know what I mean? Christian Bale is the villain in Thor: Love and Thunder. Leonardo DiCaprio is not too far behind. That's true. Like it makes me laugh, and we'll get back to Leonardo DiCaprio casting. But it really, truly does make me almost gut laugh when, like, going back through like people like you know, I'm just gonna say it. I don't like him, John Krasinski. <laughs> People like John Krasinski that made fun of. Yeah, he was all he's got suit. He got fitted for the Captain America suit. Yep, and then basically made fun of it for years. And he was like, you know, the superhero movies are stupid. And now he's like trying to break into the super. It's like all of these major, like, actors and actresses that like dogged on the superhero franchise and be like it'll never last it's stupid like it's not real acting they can't tell real stories like all this stuff like every negative about the franchise at every turn of the way are now trying to be like well i want some of that money and i kind of just go like obviously yeah fine but i kind of just want to go no you missed your chance like krasinski you out loud made fun of captain america and marvel movies and superhero movies in general, and now you're trying to be Mr. Fantastic? Like, no, I'm sorry. You don't get to do that anymore. Like, that's just not – that's just not <laughs> happening. Also, 
some good news, I hate it. It's mm-hmm. such a dumb idea. <laughs> and I would say that coming from him or not. Yeah. It's like, so you found the highlights of the, like, the stories that everybody passes around on Instagram anyway. Like, okay, cool. You're hmm. really good at that. And then you sold the concept of good news for millions of dollars. Like, cool. That tells me it was a money grab from the beginning. Like, well, way to go, bud. Way to go. Um, but yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio as a superhero. Let me think for a second. Yeah. I see you have something pulled up. I'm just, I'm just looking at, I Google Leonardo DiCaprio superhero and, um, Oh, the rumors. Uh, yeah. Apparently he's, uh, I mean the rumor as, as far back ago as last year is that he has been in conversations with Marvel about appearing in some movie, but here's um, the thing. I think he'd be better off as just better served off as a villain. I do. Because I do he's too. Not, he's not the kind of actor that's going to commit to a franchise, right? Like yep. he's not going to be a main hero mm-hmm. or even a sidekick or mm-hmm. a subset. Like he would be better served as like a Maria Hill or an Agent Coulson that kind of pops up every so often in the movies, or is a villain, which I think he would make a great villain. Yeah, I think he would be a great villain. I because the thing with Leonardo DiCaprio is like, I don't think he's one of those actors that like is best served if you get him and like put him under a bunch of makeup or like do a CGI character. Like if you hire Leonardo DiCaprio, you it's like hiring Brad Pitt. Like you want his like, face on camera. Yeah, you show the face. Yeah. It's not Mads Mickelson. You're not going to do yeah. stuff to the poor man's eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you want handsome, you want handsome ass uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. So the, sorry, go ahead. Raven. Craven might be a good one. Craven the hunter. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. And you can do him as like a, like a, like a kind of a, like a world traveling kind of, you know, tech billionaire who like made his money in a startup and like is traveling the world, like trying to just, you know, like basically like think if like Jeff Bezos was like a big game hunter. Yeah, a big game hunter and like just like infinitely handsome and wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that would be really cool. Uh, and yeah, especially I like I think with Tony Stark gone, it kind of opens up the landscape to have like another character who's kind of like the the billionaire playboy role. You know what right. I mean? I think right. that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, the <laughs> the big game hunter. <laughs> yeah, I was to say it always reminds me of uh, the owner of Jimmy John's, mm-hmm. that guy that like. He's like, I own a bunch of sub places, so that makes it okay for me to go to Africa and shoot endangered species, even though I paid for the license. I'm like, no, you're still a dick. Yeah, no, you're still not cool. <laughs> and I say so. I say that as somebody who likes to go hunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why do you need to? Like, I don't. I was talking with somebody about this the other day. It's like, I do not understand why people feel the need to kill animals like elephants and like giraffes. Yeah, I'll never and understand lions that. and like, like. Okay, you want to do some water buffalo. They are everywhere. Yep. They are mean. Like if the hippopotamus like fight something that can kill you, like a hippopotamus. Yeah. They're the meanest animals on the if, face of the planet. If you want to fight a big game animal, if you want to hunt a big game animal like a lion? Yeah, I think you should have to get in there with a knife in the winner, you oh, know, winner take all. Yes. <laughs> Not a spear, no distance weapon. A knife. Nothing you can throw. You got to get in there with a fucking knife and go for it. Yeah, and if you win, eye to eye. if you win, all right, then you won. But but you know what? If you win, I'm not even gonna be mad if you wear that if you wear that pelt around like a cape for the rest yeah. of your days. I'll be like, ah, the lion hunter's here. Yeah. Like, get in there, be a man. Yep. Stop it with your rifle from like a, a you from know, a like helicopter. A yards- <laughs> yeah, from a helicopter. 
fuck after. <laughs> they can't even get you if they wanted to. Yeah. Freaking dink. Yeah. I hate that. It drives yep. me nuts. I'm like, why are we killing these wonderfully beautiful animals like yeah. all the time? Now, keep in mind, I'm also a proponent of hunting. Like, yeah. their deli- animals are delicious, but don't kill something you're not gonna eat. Yeah. Okay. For so the I, love of God, <laughs> I got an article from a month ago. This is on giantfreakingrobot.com, and it there it's a report from That's We Got This say. Covered, uh, which is an entertainment blog. Um, we got this covered is reporting news uh, from gossip writer Daniel Richmond that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is in discussions with Marvel. This is uh, from a month ago uh, uh, is in discussions with Marvel to appear in Doctor Strange in the multitude of, of madness as a version of Spider-Man from another universe. Um, Richmond doesn't say who his sources are, but Richmond has also made similar claims in the past, starring uh, stating that Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness might feature all sorts of alternate castings, such as John Krasinski as Captain America and Tom Cruise as Iron Man. None of which have been confirmed. No, I don't like either of those. <laughs> I actually think uh, John Krasinski would have made uh, a, a really good Captain America. I think he could have done the what chris evans did i think there's a similar vibe there of like i think john krasinski's performance would have been a tad bit more tongue-in-cheek than the chris evans performance but i think it it could have worked especially against uh uh, robert downey jr's uh uh, iron man despite my tirade about how much he annoys me i agree with you that he would have made a great captain america Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think Chris Evans was perfect for it, and I'm glad they went with Chris Evans. But I think John, if Chris Evans was, you know, you know, uh, hurled into the sun because of some freak gravitational anomaly, I think John Krasinski could have uh, could have handled because it because he wasn't able to recover from being the Human Torch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, because um, I could see. I, I, I'm really interested to see what, and we'll get into this with Wandavision talk here in a minute, but like. I'm really interested to see what the multiverse because we're getting a Spider-Man movie this year, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Doctor Strange, I think, is this year as well. So I'm interested to see what, um, I'm interested to see what the what what kind of stuff they're going to do with the multiverse. I mean, we kind of know what they're doing with the multiverse in Spider-Man because we we've gotten some confirmed castings there. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see what they do with the multiverse in that Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, absolutely. directed by Sam Raimi. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be insane. Now, that leads us into our topic for today. Am I am I correct? Unless you have some more movie news. Well, no. I just wanted to ask you. Uh, do, uh, do you like that Leonardo DiCaprio as an alternate version, like of Spider Man in Doctor Strange? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think that would be interesting. Awesome. I, I think, think it's a great way to work it. I think darker, that's the. Sorry. Go ahead. A darker, kind of more jaded, like one of the Peters or someone else that they're introducing, you know, mm-hmm. like he could be, you know, I mean, there's also, there's the clones that like happen that he could come from the universe where the spider clones exist. Yeah. Like there's a whole thing that you could do with it. Really. You could just do anything with it. Yeah. I think it would be successful. I mm-hmm. think, and that's uh, due in part to the fact of the way that they've stacked up the universe and the story um, in a lo- well, logical, maybe a stretch of a word to use, but in a, um, <laughs> In a success, they've set themselves up for success is basically what right. I'm trying to say. And I think that's I think that's one of the ways I think that's maybe the strongest way to use an actor like Leonardo mm-hmm. DiCaprio. Um mm-hmm. I, I, I would love to see him, you know, play a villain and really like be able to just be nasty. Um Oh gosh, yes. 
But if the other way to use him, uh, and I think the way that a movie studio like Disney would look to use him is use him as a, use him as like the, you know, the, um, the seasoning instead of a full course meal. Yeah. And, and to use his, use his charm and recognizability, like, uh, to your advantage and have him be like a, like a, uh, another version of an established character or someone like that, that you can kill at the end of the movie or send off into the, 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 the sunset at the end of the movie and it it strucks and it strums your heartstrings, you know? He makes an emotional connection, sacrifices himself yeah. for the mission, and everybody goes, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk WandaVision this week. Yes. Also, it goes without saying, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen episodes three and four of WandaVision, spoilers, 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 spoilers. So go watch them and come back and join us. Yeah, 100%. We're talking about episodes uh, three and four today. And pretty much at this point, we cannot talk about them without giving anything away. So, <laughs> Right. So episode three, I'll just read this here because I think this is good. Dr. Nielsen checks on Wanda's pregnancy, and she. I think it's funny that his name is Nielsen. Uh, yes. Like the Nielsen rating system. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's an intentional kind of joke. Um, uh, Dr. Nielsen checks on Wanda's pregnancy and says she is four months along and everything is fine before leaving for an intended holiday with his wife while Vision uh, sees Nielsen out. He sees the neighbor, Herb, unknowingly cut through their wall. Uh, so everybody's acting weird. Um, Wanda and Vision paint a nursery while debating what uh, to name their child. Um, before uh, her pregnancy elevates to six months out of nowhere, which is crazy. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> when she begins contractions, her abilities begin to move things in the house and eventually shut down the entire town's power. Geraldine arrives and helps Wanda deliver twins Tommy and Billy. Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping outside. They talk about Geraldine, who has just moved to town, uh, does not have a home or a family. Inside, Wanda interrogates Geraldine. Uh, the latter reveals that she knows Ultron it killed Wanda, Wanda's twin brother, Pietro, or Quicksilver. Wanda notices Geraldine is wearing a pendant with a sword emblem on it. Uh, when Vision returns, Geraldine is gone. Outside of the Westview, outside of Westview, Geraldine is cast out of a wall of static and is surrounded by sword uh, sword agents in uh in what looks like modern day, a commercial during the WandaVision program advertises a Hydra soak bath powder. Um, that. Yeah. So what do you think yeah. of this episode? I thought it was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I like that the illusion is starting to slip. Yeah. I think that's the thing that made it made it a little bit more intriguing. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the direction that they that they took with the next episode more. And I have more to say about that. Mm-hmm. But I think that this one was really good to kind of wrap up the idea that everything is starting to slide out of place, right? Herb Mm -hmm. is cutting through the wall with his hedge trimmers. He and Agnes are talking about something. They talk about how Geraldine doesn't have a home, how she just appeared in the town. And, you know, that kind of makes you a little unsettled, like the, the advanced pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. Every couple of minutes, it's like, well, you're going to be, I'm due now. It's like, what? Like with just, you literally just got pregnant today. You know, right. uh, the twins, I think that, you know, and then I think that the the scene where Geraldine comes into the house to talk to Wanda, I like how it started starts out as just like, a, oh, she's just an unknowing character that is just they're going to have a fun like uh, scene while this random stork 
is like parading around the house and Wanda's trying to get the story right. to like, you know, distract like a 70s sitcom, you know, kind of concept. But then as it goes on, it slowly starts to get like more awk, like just more unsettling and like more goosebumpy. You know, as it goes into the point where then it ends with Jildon being thrown out of Westview. Right. Um, Yeah, I thought so. This episode um, is okay. So uh, because, you know, I don't want the necessarily to to be an endless reign of positivity on this show, (laughs) (laughs) which I know we are both prone to do because we love Marvel stuff. But um, yeah, but I have my I have my own criticisms about this episode. Sure. Um, yeah, I, so, you know, I like this show overall. Like, I think I like where it's headed. I really enjoyed the next episode. This episode for me, of, of all the episodes so far, and I know that's only th- technically three that we've talked about, um, yeah. it feels the most kind of like a placeholder episode. And I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because, like, it's it's the episode that I feel like the least amount of things happen, but I think the episode has so much to try to do. So it's like a weird it's like a weird thing like a, a lot of plot events happen in this episode but it doesn't v- feel very uh, like uh, consequential really. Um, I think the reason for that mm-hmm. might be because of the limitation of a half hour episode time. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's it has a lot to do with gloss over line. Yeah. I think because they're they're stuck to the parameters of of having to do a 70s sitcom episode I think is 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 um make some of it hard and honestly i think there were some creative choices in this episode that i didn't necessarily like enjoy because i felt like they they were kind of lazy is not the right word because i don't i have zero clue how much work people put into this episode of the show <laughs> but uh i think they're all lazy <laughs> yeah they're lazy good for nothing no i says the dude sitting on his couch <laughs> recording a podcast episode yeah exactly with no pants outlook. on um <laughs> how did you know yeah <laughs> um I did think there were some creative choices that I personally would not have made because I think they 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 mess with sort of like the consistency of the show. Mm-hmm. Like I understand why they did the stork thing, but I kind of wish they didn't do a CGI stork. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I really would have loved it if they did a Sesame Street style puppet. I think that would have been much more effective. Dude, that's so much better. Yeah. Because so once, once you start seeing CGI, it's like, all right, this is taking me out of the show, you know? No, and that's an excellent point because I've been trying to figure out why I was so not excited about that CGI stork. I literally, yeah. when it came out, I was like, this doesn't fit, and I don't know why. Right. Um, it's so weird because they, they've done more practical effects in other episodes, so it was interesting. I was just wondering. I mean, sure, it was maybe budgetary or time-wise or something like that, but I, I would have loved to see like a, a, a Muppet-style um Oh, totally. stork puppet i think that would have been hilarious and and you would have gotten the same effect you know yeah absolutely i, I think it would have worked better i also just don't think you need the stork <laughs> true true like, i don't think that you need whole the stork. scene you can just get to the point you know right like that whole scene is kind of like it's in like you're saying it's a placeholder episode there's a lot of like right. spinning the wheels like why do we have the doctor there and then he leaves and then vision has to go get the doctor later in the episode to bring him back like couldn't we combine all of those moments like trim the fat kind of thing mm-hmm. you know like i want more of the unsettling thing i will say that i like the in this episode vision mm-hmm. definitely seems like he's becoming critical of Wanda's need to ignore things that are going on around her. Right. 
you know? Yeah, I think that's an important um, an important turn for his character too. It was a very good moment, you know? Like same thing, and it harkens back to the moment where his boss was choking in the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like that look he gives her when she's like, Vision, help him. And he gives her that look like we shouldn't be doing this. Right. Like it's almost like a judgment of like, you know, and that's not even high say in the moment that the look that he communicated when I first saw the episode, I was like, oh, he's like, I shouldn't have, like, there's something wrong. Like, he's mad at her for something, you know? Right. And yeah. Now it kind of comes back up <clears throat> again in this episode, which I'm like, okay, cool. So that's a good through line. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if, and now I know they probably had to reach a certain amount of episodes in order to call this a season, um, but I would have cut this episode entirely. Um, 100%. If I'm a if I'm a showrunner or I'm a producer on this show or an executive, I just go, we don't need this this episode. Could yeah. we take this episode, elements of this episode? Even in the writing, like when you're storyboarding the whole season out, I would go, this episode here is interesting, but I feel like we could take elements, these elements, this element, this element, and combine combine them into other episodes that we're gonna be making. Yeah. I, like I could I could easily see this episode being the first five minutes of episode four. Um because totally. you don't even need a pregnancy. It could it could have been really effective. If after the end of the second episode, uh, we just jump forward, kind of like how we did. Well, now we're in the 70s. Um, but uh, during the opening theme song, uh, like, you know, the opening th- 70s sitcom theme song, you just have kids now on the cast. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they're like, wait, hold on. Vision's like, where, where, we have children? When did this happen? You know what I mean? She's like, yes, dear. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then that because that could have been just it's just as weird as as an accelerated pregnancy but like it would have been also um j- more, more effective because it's like wanda's like yeah we've always remember when we went through all the, you know I, I i had these kids in my stomach for nine months you don't remember and he's like no i don't remember yeah uh, i think that would have been interesting perspective where time is jumping right and he is this logic-based like mechanical biomechanical organism that right. remembers everything and mm-hmm. if he doesn't remember it that is something that we should be concerned about yep um, yeah i think you i think that's a better way to do it yeah be like and they have kids yeah well they have kids and then uh you know geraldine comes over to like you know to, to whatever you can give her some reason to come over and then she's like yeah. wait where did these did. kids come from do you, you need know? a bucket yeah, exactly. Like you, you whatever, <laughs> what? Just give them a re- give her a reason to come over. She notices Which, you guys have children. That's crazy. And then she gets thrown out of out of the town. You know what I mean? Right. Which I mean, guys, if you're out there and you're an aspiring screenwriter, you don't need much more of a situation to get a character in the room than other than, hey, I need a bucket. Um, but yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like, but yeah, I feel like um. I feel like it would have been better just to skip ahead and be like, she's pregnant at the end of episode two. And then all of a sudden they have kids in the title sequence in episode three. Like it just, I agree. It makes more sense. Yeah, I think Um, so too. Um, Okay, well, let's get into... Um, yeah, I don't really feel like there's much more we can say about that episode. Like, there just yeah. wasn't a whole lot to it, and it didn't really go a whole, like, anywhere. And it was kind of like you are saying, it's kind of like the intro for being, like, the transitionary episode to episode four, I feel like. Right. So, I mean, I guess before we get to episode four, there's a couple things. So, um, the, the, the kids are born, the twins are born, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. they named them Tommy and Billy. And I looked this up to see if they were, like... Um, established characters right. um created by the wonder three powers it was revealed that she this is a live essence of giving children souls okay let me see 
Uh, Reckon any other young Avengers. So I, I bear, I, apparently Tommy is given the name Tommy um, after the character Speed. In yeah, the comic Speed books. And Wiccan. And Wiccan Wicca? is the other one. Is it Wiccan or I think Wicca? it's I think it's uh, maybe Wicca. Either one, yeah. They're Wiccan. It's I saw Wiccan, that they're yeah. going to be. Um, there was a con- confirmation that they are going to be coming up in the um, showing up in the MCU. Yeah. So apparently they're both members of like the Young Avengers in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Speed is basically Quicksilver. Yep. And Wiccan, I'm sure, is some kind of a witch. witch of sorts. Um telekinesis illusionary usage probably which boy yeah i'm gonna look up wiccan now billy billy i'll look up speed all right uh the cardiologist young avengers um He's one of the young Avengers chosen uh in this version he's uh one of these as a result of the iron lads plan to remission the avengers in the event the team ever disbanding, he originally chose the code name Asgardian, but later changed it to Wiccan. Um, all right, his the full extent of his powers are unknown, but they include flight and lightning generation. He can Ooh. cast spells using a technique learned from self-help books owned by uh, fellow young Avenger Hulkling's mother by chanting a mantra statement of intent. Uh, for example, I want Iron Lad to forget and focusing on the outcome he wants he can manipulate reality, causing certain events and effects to happen. Okay, gotcha. that's cool. Iron Lad, who at some point is, um, uh, what's the new villain for Ant-Man coming out soon? We talked about him a couple episodes ago. Oh, uh, um, Kang the Conqueror or something like that. Kang the Conqueror, right? Kang the Conqueror, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, but yeah, apparently he plays Iron Lad at some run in his like super long life at some point. Oh, okay. Just a whole separate interesting issue um oh so i yeah, i smell so, a i smell a young avengers spinoff oh they're <laughs> in the works 100 percent, they're going um, that direction especially if they're introducing these two characters yeah and they've got iron heart and they've got you know ms marvel and they've got all yeah, this stuff they're, they're prepping it. to do a young avengers for sure it's it's not a subtle smell yeah these kids will it's probably like be teenagers on a hot day yeah <laughs> these kids will probably be teenagers by the end of the show you know what i mean absolutely absolutely but yeah you've got speed who's tommy shepherd um he finds out that he and wiccan are long lost brothers and they are the sons of scarlet witch and vision so i wonder so in in so the way that i see one version of their origin story is that they were twins supposedly born to scarlet witch in in vision in reality they are magical constructs created by wanda's hex powers um it was revealed that she used slivers of mephisto's life essence to give her children souls tommy and billy were eventually reabsorbed by mephisto and ceased to exist so i'm wondering if comfortable yeah i'm wondering if there's going to be shades of that uh, what I'm thinking is, I'm guessing that they will be two orphan kids from that town mm-hmm. that Wanda basically, uh, you know, absorbs into her little uh, fiction she has going on. Um, oh, you ruined the whole surprise for episode four. Oh, well, it's not a surprise. <laughs> if Hopefully people have watched it by now. <laughs> if you're listening to it at this point, you should have watched it. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
So, yeah, I think they're just going to be two orphans that she has, you know, taken as her own and, and yeah, given probably. them probably given them powers using her reality ability, like the yeah, ability probably. to affect reality and whatnot, which is great. Yeah. OK, good. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. I'm good with I'm that. Yeah. Yep. Right. OK. Sign me up. <laughs> All right. So let's go to episode four then, shall we? Episode four. So episode four, um, we find out um, Geraldine is actually Monica Rambo. Um, an agent of sword, daughter of Maria Rambo, um, Captain Marvel's best friend from that movie. I forgot that that was the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's the she was a young girl in Captain Marvel, and now she's an agent of sword. I forgot that she was the daughter in Captain. Okay, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. my bad. All right, I get that now. Um, yep, because I knew that Maria was started sword. But I forgot that she yeah. was the daughter of the best friend. Mm-hmm. Of okay, cool. Yep. My bad. All right. I'm caught up. <laughs> Monica Rambo, <laughs> an agent of sword, returns to life following the blip. So she was snapped out of existence uh, and then brought back once um, Thanos was defeated. Um, to find her mother, Maria, has died of cancer. Three weeks later, Monica returns to work and is sent to acting director Tyler Hayward. Uh, of the FBI to help Jimmy Woo. Uh, okay. Played by Randall Park. I like Jimmy Woo's character. I want to see him in more stuff in the MCU. 100%. Like, he's great. Randall Park is amazing. Yeah, he's very he's funny. So good. Have you seen the movie Always Be Your Maybe? No, I haven't Ali seen Wong? that yet. I highly recommend that you do. Okay. It is a great rom com that was surprisingly. AJ and I sat down to watch it, and we were both like at the end of it, we were like, that might be the best rom-com I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. It's very fun, very personable. Uh, you know, Ali Wong, Randall Park, they steal the show. Plus, nice. there's a surprise cameo by one of our favorite actors, and I'm not going to tell you who. Okay. But it gets very fun when he shows up. So Nice. Yeah, um, highly recommend it. So, yeah, uh, just in case you or anybody in the – because I didn't – I forgot this. But uh, Jimmy Woo is um, – He's in Ant Man and the Wasp. He's Scott Lang's parole officer. Yeah, Scott Lang's parole, parole officer. officer. Yeah, um, and he works alongside Sword. Yeah, so that's parole that's officer is not quite. I feel like when you're with the FBI and you're in charge yeah. of making sure that <laughs> superhero stays at home, it's more like I'm just gonna babysit this dude. I'm yeah. not a parole officer. <laughs> like I'm gonna make you wear this GPS tag. Mm-hmm. You sit there. I'm gonna keep my eye on you. Like mm-hmm. I'm a. Baby- so anyway, but yeah, Jimmy Woo's a great character. Yeah, I wonder if that means we may, if we are going to get any like uh, Ant Man crossovers in this show. That could be fun. I also think it would be fun to see a TV show based on Sword, like Agents of Shield, but you know, good. Yeah. And um, have it Jimmy Jimmy Woo's adventures in space would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's good. Um. I think uh now that now that Sword is like in its you know in its modern day form now i feel like that leads us that leads us to find a lot of intergalactic characters um Absolutely. that would be really interesting um whether they show up as cameos in shows like this or other stuff like i think it'd be interesting like this is our way in to see nova and you know in the nova yeah. core and that and that whole thing um, i think it'd be interesting and really funny to watch Jimmy Woo have to liaison with the guardians of the galaxy on behalf of <laughs> yeah. on behalf of sword he's yep. just like no, no, you're not. You're not getting what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just watching Randall Park being able to like act against that group of people would be hilarious. Yeah. It's just this like, no, no, you, 
no, please, please stop talking. You don't understand what I'm trying to communicate. Right. Please. <laughs> um, so, okay. So let, let's finish this. They discover a hexagonal static CMBR uh, field surrounding the town. Cosmic uh, micro background radiation, Asan. Jeez. <laughs> which Monica is pulled into within 24 hours. Sword establishes a base around the town and sends drones and an agent uh to investigate dr darcy lewis is asked to study the uh played by cat dennings is that from thor the thor movies is asked to study the phenomena and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom wandavision they uh they use these to observe events inside the town uh learn that the real residents have been cast quote unquote as characters in the sitcom and see monica disguise herself as geraldine Darcy and Jimmy unsuccessfully attempt to use the radio to contact Wanda. When uh, Monica mentions Ultron, Wanda casts her out of the town. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. She throws her like, she you know, violently throws her through every upstanding wall she possibly yeah, can. She should be dead. <laughs> she shouldn't have a spine. It would be jello. Yep. Um, the sitcom illusion disappears and Wanda sees vision appear as he did when he died. Horrified, she restores the illusion. May I, as Please. I texted you yesterday, mm -hmm. the one, what was, can you remember, what's the one thing I personally have wanted to see happen in this show since we started talking about it like way, way, way back when? Oh, uh, Dead Vision. Dead vision being piloted by mm -hmm. by the Scarlet Witch. I didn't realize I was going to get my wish this early in the show. I'm very happy. Yeah, you definitely called that. I did. I looked at AJ and I was like, freaking called it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that was probably the most effective uh, moment of kind of horror shocking. in the show. Yeah, it was like, oh, it was a shock. It's yeah. whoa. Like I was I was hoping for it and I wasn't even prepared for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, and I guess f focusing on, do you think they've revealed too much uh, with this episode too quickly? Or do you think it was just right? Or, you know, what, what were your thoughts overall on this episode? Okay, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One, I loved this episode. Because if I had to watch another episode where we didn't know what was going on and trying to piece it together, I would be like, oh, this is superhero lost and I don't like it. Two. Right. I think that they gave away a little too much too quickly in this episode. Okay. Um, but I think it was because they knew that if they didn't, people would start getting fatigued on the whole, quote, mystery of it. Right. Because um, as we all know, people's general, general people's attention spans are not that, like, long. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to have to think. It's like, well, then don't do anything. Like, don't right. watch TV. Don't watch. Don't read books. Just don't do anything. Um, watch uh, watch what I watch at night, which is Stonehouse Revival on uh, DIY Network. You don't have to think too much about that. Um, but I think they revealed a little too much. For my personal taste, I think they revealed a little too much. I feel like it would have been good to see everything from the sword perspective and Monica Rambo's perspective, but then not end it with the end it with her getting thrown out, but not end it with the scene that we got after that with what with it, which is what happened between Wanda and Geraldine before she tossed her completely out of the out of the illusion. Um, right. Yeah, I think that that was a little too it's a little too much, a little too soon. 
However, um, I I liked it, man. I thought it was good. I really like the fact that they are going dark with it mm-hmm. and darker than what they've normally been doing with their Marvel products. Um, the fact that Wanda is piloting dead Vision's body around to make her feel better while she creates this illusion while she takes over a town. I go, that is, that's the, that right there is more of the Scarlet Witch that I know. This emotionally and mentally unhinged individual who has a source of immense power that she can Mm -hmm. barely control sometimes, you know, like that's more of the Scarlet Witch that I'm used to. And I like the dark turn that they took with the vision. Um, And we'll get into it here, but I like the fact that, and I hope that this is just, the rest of the show is trying to get Wanda to snap out of it because I would really like to see Wanda become the villain. I think yeah. that would be a very good move. And I would love to see this set her up to be the, I mean, her casting in the multiverse of madness doesn't say that she's going along with Dr. Strange's sidekick. She could very well be the villain of the entire movie. True. Which I think would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, so my thoughts, I, I like the episode as well. I think the more the more I think about it, because at first I was like, whoa, they just, I mean, they they just revealed a lot. Um, spilled the beans. Right. And I, yep. I don't know if it's going to be eight episodes or ten episodes for this season. Um, but I was like, man, there's still at least half a season to go. And they've, yeah. they've released a lot, which, you know, can be an exciting feeling because it's like, oh, like you know there's a lot more to happen than just figuring out what's going on here right um so i'm excited about that um i'm excited to see what the show becomes i think it's going to be um i think it's going to be at least at least what i hope the rest of the show is i hope the rest of the show is our we're watching the the sword the sword team figure out how to infiltrate and get wanda to, to snap out of it um, but they have to do so within the confines of like whatever the current like show is, is being. Yeah, I think that'll be oh, really that would be fun. Yeah. Send people in for 80s sitcom breakout. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be because um, it'll be really cool to watch like, you know, them try to strategize. OK, well, we're in the 80s now. Or we're in the 90s now. Like, how do we you know, this is the genre we're working with. What are the conventions we can use to like to get right. through to, to Wanda? I think that'll be interesting to watch. Totally. Um, I think that's a great way to go about it. Um, yeah, one one side piece. Mm-hmm. I did really appreciate the fact that because she's creating a television show illusion, that the field that surrounds Westview looks like a television screen. Did you catch that? Yeah, it kind of has like scan lines. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I yeah. kind of like that as sort of like a, yeah, it's just, you know, because like if you're going to do it, you can't just have like a wobbly field. Like if it just makes sense if you're entering into a television universe, a micro television universe that this random super like meta human is created. Like it's kind of a cool little nod back to it, which yeah. I thought was kind of fun. I hope that um, they I, I'm hoping and we may not get this, but I'm kind of hoping they ex- give us a little bit of an explanation as to why she's broadcasting it as a TV show. Yeah, I um, think, you know what I mean? Like, well, why I, not just create the reality and live in it? Like, why does it have to be a TV show? Um, well, that I think further shows you how damaged her brain is. Yeah, I mean, hopefully I want the show to say that, though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally, totally, <laughs> yeah. 100%, yeah. I want the show to admit that. I want the show to admit. I mean, here's the thing. We already saw Dead Vision. Yeah, so 100%. They, I've already said, like, she's, there's already a corpse that's walking around. Mm-hmm. in her mind walking and talking and she's using his dead body right to fulfill that part of the illusion so i kind of go okay so like 
if they're willing to go that far, then how much farther are they willing to go? Like, let's put some serious darkness in it. Like, let's make yeah. it dark. Like, Wanda is a very, in the comics, she is a very, very psychologically and mentally messed up and damaged individual. That part of the whole part of her character is it's scary that she has those powers because she is unhinged most of the time. Right. Know? And that, I guess I wish there was reality. Yeah, I guess. I guess I wish there was more of that leading up to this show to kind of because she's just been so normal for most of this this series. You know what I mean? Well, Age of Ultron, we saw it a little bit in Age of Ultron, but then but then the minute she has that like like the minute she has the conversation and turns into a hero, and then she talks to Hawkeye and he's like, mm -hmm. "Well, I'm gonna go out and be a hero," and she's like, "I can be hero too," and you're like, "Okay, so now you're just normal." Yeah. <laughs> After being used as a lab rat by Baron Strucker for God yeah. knows how long. Like, yep. okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what kind of development we get. Because, I mean, yeah, it's it's the show is called WandaVision and Paul Bettany's clearly a part of it. But and part of what makes the the show work is their their chemistry. But, I mean, right. the show is about Wanda. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see what kind of journey her character goes on and, and how much unpacking they do, you know? Oh, yeah. Also, can I just say, mm -hmm. Paul Bettany yeah. is so much fun to watch in that show. Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He's so good. His line delivery, the mm -hmm. way he just absorbs the character. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody in that show is great. There isn't a yeah, yeah. single performance I'm like, eh. Like, they're all fine. Mm -hmm. um, but just watching him kind of just finally get to be, like, long-form vision as opposed to, like, Mom, you're gonna have a we're going to have you show up in this one movie, and then we'll have you show up in a couple other movies, and then you're done. Right. Oh, by the way, your biggest contribution to the MCU will be voicing a computer simulation of an AI program. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I just like watching him do it. You can tell that he has fun doing it, you know? Right. Which is what you want from a Marvel project. Like, I never want to feel like somebody was, like, slogging through to, like, get it done, you know? Um, I want to know, and I don't 100% trust Agnes and Herb. And what their deal is yeah also agnes's husband she has referred to him multiple times mm -hmm. throughout all of the episodes right now where is he i so the yeah i've been I've been hearing about that i i honestly don't have high hopes that it's going to be anything um anything meaningful i think they're just doing the trope of like the you know the woman who lives next door and you never really see the husband Type thing. She just kind of talks to him. You know, talks about yeah. him. You know what I mean? I think yeah, it could exactly. be that. I mean, he could end up being somebody for sure. Oh, do you have you seen the ones that people on online are like talking about it? Like, I know some people are saying like he might be the devil or something like that. He's Mephisto. Some yeah. people are like, oh, her husband's Mephisto, and I'm like, well, now that we know that Sword is trying to break in with Wanda, I highly doubt that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think the show is well, going I that direction. Also, wouldn't hate it mm -hmm. if the guy playing Agnes's husband was a major character that we've seen before mm -hmm. that went to try and go help Wanda. Mm -hmm. And she basically like, you know, caught them up in her little like deal. Yeah, totally. And um, keeps them away from her because she doesn't want to recognize mm -hmm. that face. That'll remind her of what she's doing. Yeah. Maybe it's uh maybe it'll show up and it'll be um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, the guy who played maybe. Quicksilver. Yeah. Well, he's dead. So is the vision. <laughs> Well, I mean, Vision's still dead, technically. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he could, uh, he could show up because I mean, if these, you know, if this is intertwined with her psyche and stuff like that, she could for sure yeah. be projecting her, 
her negative feelings about her brother onto this character we never see. And that's why we never see him. That's you know true. what I mean? So you're saying two dead bodies being piloted by magic in this show? Yeah, or she just, whoever the guy that guy was in real life now looks like her brother because for some reason she's mapped Interesting. uh she's Interesting. mapped him onto her, onto that guy you know the possibilities thinking, are endless for a character like oh, this you know <laughs> so. i was thinking it'd be fun to have scott lang situated in it that'd because be cuz cool. he has a history with Catherine hahn like mm-hmm. acting with her mm-hmm. um and if jimmy woo is involved why is jimmy woo there yeah i i think that's what uh, yeah i think that's where the show is headed though it's going to be a uh, a series of attempts of sword to try to infiltrate and play characters that she hasn't seen yet um yeah. so uh, yeah that could 100% be uh, they could send jimmy woo in as the husband they could send scott lang in as the husband i think there's I a think lot of be, different I think, options i think it'd be interesting to have scott lang already trapped in there like, oh that'd be interesting she, maybe she went to eastview because mm-hmm. westview doesn't exist Mm-hmm. So maybe she went to Eastview and was trying to hide and they mm-hmm. were trying to find her because they knew she was mentally unstable, right? Mm-hmm. Because she took Vision's body, mm-hmm. right? And then so maybe Scott was the one that found her and he went to go talk to her. And that that's when she was like, had the massive mental, like, I am not going to accept this. I cannot accept this. Mm-hmm. This is not the reality that I choose to live in. And then, boom, she has now started a sitcom, but she keeps Scott Lang's character playing Agnes's husband away because if she sees Scott Lang, it's going to remind her, it's going to ruin the illusion and remind her that she's actually enslaving all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd so, be cool. I'm um, just spitballed. Yeah, I got of course dead, I got dead vision, right? So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder if they're going to get into um, multiverse stuff in this show, or if they're just going to let it just be about Wanda. Um, because I'm 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 trying to imagine what their resolution of the show is like. How does it? I don't know. How does it end? You know? Because if you watch the trailer, at some point she envision he she's in her street clothes in modern day street clothes, and he's in his full caped vision outfit, and they're like, "This is our home. We have to defend it." So yeah, I that- I think I think they're going to do eventually. Mm-hmm. I think the season finale, or maybe the episode right before the season finale, one of the final episodes will be I think a meta uh like they will have progressed through time enough to get to the modern day and they're going to be in a an avengers type tv show like a tv show about the avengers um, but within the wandavision like that that narrative you know so they can kind of take you know have some fun bits like of meta jokes about you know the stuff people make fun of marvel movies for and that type of stuff sure and in that way you can you can you can put a lot of cameos in, in that you know what i mean and I think that would yeah, be that, a nice way to reward the audience, too. That um, would be a great moment for Agnes to be like, have you met my husband, Roy? Yeah. yeah. Scott Lang. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it'd be really funny to be yeah. like, yeah, like, okay, we're coming up on the modern day. Like, Let's get prepped. Yeah. What what Avengers do we have lying around? Are there any ones on Earth right now? And Scott Lang's like, ah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. Um, that would be funny. Yeah. <clears throat> because I, yeah i think that's where that shot is taken from i think at some point they they get to the modern day and it's like an avengers movie or an avengers tv show and or what if it's a what if it's a parody of smallville yeah exactly it'll probably feel like that yeah it'll feel yeah, like avengers like but that. made for the cw probably yeah <laughs> yeah i like that that sounds like fun yeah um yeah okay uh what'd you think of darcy showing back up darcy which character is darcy it's uh what's her face from thor 
Oh it's yeah, Cat Dennings, who's now a who's now a doctor. Yeah, no, I think that's fun. I think it's uh, I think it's cool. Uh, it's cool to uh, anything to because I think that's one of the joys of like reading the comics and watching like the animated shows is like, n- is it feeling like a cohesive universe where any anyone can show up? You know what I mean? Right. And I like Pop that. It. I like if, if you know if you need if you need a random scientist character, like why not have it be an established character from the universe? You know what I mean? Yeah, fan um, favorite that already yeah. like has shown up just to make it feel like complete yeah i think it was good she did fine um yeah i thought it was great uh yeah i like that i like when they when they do stuff like that i like her and uh jimmy woo's chemistry yeah 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 i think that'll be a fun team to watch like her um the actress that plays geraldine and uh or monica rambo and then jimmy woo i think it'll be a a fun team to watch Um, yeah for sure um, yeah, I'm excited to see how Sword fits into this because you know Sword totally. Yeah, Sword is you know headed up in part by, in part by Captain Marvel, so I'm wondering if she shows up at all at any point. Um, that yeah. would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. I I think this show more than anything else makes me more excited for all the other shows that they have. Yeah, not that this is too. a bad show, mm-hmm. but. If they can do this mm-hmm. with two B level, maybe C level, mm-hmm. they're very they're obscure yellow. at the very least. They're obscure Avengers. Yeah, they're not like the C main headline. Avengers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what are they gonna do with Falcon Winter Soldier? True. What are they gonna do with all these other people that they have that they have slated for these other major characters that they're putting more money behind mm-hmm. in the comics now than they are putting money behind in the movies? Like, what is this gonna look like? It makes me very happy and yeah. very excited. I, yeah. Uh, now that now that man, now that you're, you're saying that, like the way I think this, sh- I think so. What I think happens, I'm I'm gonna adjust my prediction. I think what happens is they realize. There's it's going to be kind of an inception scenario where they realize there's no way we can convince Wanda to stop doing this. Like there's no amount of infiltration we can do and we're not going to go in there guns blazing because she could destroy all of us with the blink of her eye. Right. So I think Geraldine has Geraldine doesn't have a spine anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. She cannot walk anymore. So um, (laughs) she got no legs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think where it goes is they realize, all right, the only way out of this is for her to find some peace with letting, letting vision go and sort of snapping herself out of it. And so they're just like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, shutter Island where it's like, all right, we just have to play along in a, in a, an intentional way that is guiding Scarlet witch to ultimately being okay with letting vision go, you know, to the conclusion Mm -hmm. of being fine with what's going on. I agree. And I think that, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to construct a scenario in which Vision has to die also in her simulation, but in a way that she is okay with and at peace with, you know? I can accept, yes. The other alternative is that they're just literally going to do what I said, where they key, they, they set her up, tee her up to be the villain for Multiverse of Madness, and maybe her unwillingness to accept the fact that Vision is dead is what mm-hmm. drives her to the brink of insanity, thus triggering the events of Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, that could happen. I think I think uh either way I think this show will have something to do with setting up the the multiverse oh, for sure. Totally. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's who they get to come mess with her is Doctor Strange. That'd be that'd be really cool. That'd be awesome. Cuz um, hasn't No, he hasn't met him. But I feel like it would be funny to have somebody who knows Doctor Strange just be like <sighs> 
like if they're like do we have any super like i'll make a call yeah <laughs> yeah i think maybe the way the maybe the way that the, the multiverse stuff happens is maybe it gets to the point where she is you know it's at the moment in like the final episode where they've constructed this whole scenario you know i've been guiding her through sort of accepting letting vision go but it gets to the moment and she's just like i just you know i i you know i she lets maybe she lets him die but then uh at the last minute she like does something she's never done before and she alternates reality in a way like into you know to try to maybe escape to another reality or something like that like she uh because we we obviously haven't seen the full extent of her powers we know she can manipulate our reality but perhaps she can tap into other realities and i think in some like last ditch effort to try to like tap into another reality she's gonna like open the door to the multiverse you know what i mean yeah i was gonna say too if we want to combine everybody's theories right now Mephisto is involved. He's the one because he's also a Doctor Strange villain. Yep. So if he's the one that's involved, he's also around watching this happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's yeah. pushing, nudging things like in her sure. psychosis or her psycho, you know, her or her illusion. Sure. You know, yeah. That he, you know, her mental state. Maybe he's nudging things here and there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the show, he's like, you know, extends the hand, you know, the the hand of the devil. He's like, let me show you how you can get Vision back. Yeah, that would like be. Maybe they bring her to the reality of where she yeah. realizes that Vision is there, but she's still not willing to accept it. And he goes, I can show you how to get him back. And that's what triggers the multiverse. And then Doctor Strange is like, wait, who did Wanda go with? Like, yeah. Vision's like, oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see that happening. Like, cause then you can have a completion of her arc where she does let Vision go, but there's still part of her that would give anything to get him back. And then that's when, you know, a, a hand from the from you know from another dimension extends to her and says, "Look, you know." Or maybe maybe it's a character we've been seeing the entire time. Yeah, like could that be. one random white guy with the mustache. Like maybe it's somebody that we have seen that mm-hmm. is blended that maybe Mephisto's just been living in this tiny town for sure. forever, and all of a sudden he's like, "I had to hide out." Yeah, so sure. Maybe it's, tiny maybe it's Catherine Hahn. Yeah, and then you showed up, and it's been a lovely time watching you break down. But if you really want your boyfriend back, I can deliver him to you. Yeah, which would, which if, if we're leading the Marvel Marvel's version of the actual devil into an intro, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good de- bargain. Hundred percent. Like make with the devil. Yeah. So then, yeah, then you have the multiverse. And then Doctor Strange is like, well, fine. Yeah. I'll takes the tea uh, takes the tea kettle off the burner he's like i will come back to you later i guess yep (laughs) yeah i think that sounds great uh i'm excited to see uh this week's episode um i they the cliffhanger left me wanting more oh absolutely i've always wanted more but i feel like after i know what's going on in the cliffhanger and especially after seeing dead vision i was like now i have to know what's happening (laughs) yeah like before it was like i just want to know yeah. <laughs> like now I'm like it's a need. Like I need to know. I have to know what's going on and where yeah. they're going with it. They better tell me. But, or they're oh riots. Or, or else. Or, or else what? I I don't know. I'm an impotent podcaster. I have <laughs> yeah. I have zero power. Yeah. Something. I'll think of something. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. So we will uh we'll pick back up uh in a couple weeks after another two episodes and we'll we'll talk about it. I think that sounds fun. Sounds good, man. All right, Derek, uh, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me at Cinephile84, C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-84 on the Instagrams and at Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K underscore 
N-I-C-K-E-L, on Twitter. Cool. You can find me at Asan the DJ across social media. That's at uh, A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com and at weeklyregular across social media. Derek, thanks again, man. Absolutely. Let's see. This. Let's watch this story unfold. <laughs> exactly. We will do so <laughs> in a couple weeks. And we will see y'all next week. <laughs>